Hello, it's me, Robo Veronica. It sure has been a while since the last time we spoke. Ha ha, ha ha, ha ha, ha ha. Anywho, this episode and the next episode were recorded two months ago. They are being released now as a lead up to the return of regular episodes. Now, if you will excuse me, I have to read some Truman Capote. Please enjoy. and recap podcast it's a podcast it is don't you fucking doubt that shit where we recap and roast to the best of our abilities we've got ourselves a fire and we're roasting and we're we got a, a riverdale on a spit and we are roasting away <laughs> oh and also we are in a very severe heat wave Oof. where we are so we're roasting away in that sense too you know when the air is tangible and also <laughs> smells like acrid because of well a billion forest fires here's the thing it smells acrid from a billion forest fires it also smells like just pounds and pounds of aphid piss <laughs> That is maybe the worst thing I've heard Our today. Our city stinks. <laughs> pounds. Why do you measure it in pounds? That's so upsetting. I don't know why. Like it's went viscous with pounds. enough. <laughs> yeah, I don't really know. But oh, like, have you like have you walked? Have you ever walked? Have you ever walked? And like you're you're just there, and suddenly like it's just sticky, and it's like, mm. and it smells. It's just. Well, yeah, Rancid, and you don't know where uh, that that ends and, like, just the natural humidity begins. Yeah. I, I thought you were about to say where that ends oh, and the dear. natural human piss begins. And <laughs> that was unexpected in my brain. And so I had Well, to... that's where the acridness comes from. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. Jesus. So we're back. So we're back. <laughs> and we are full throttle. Full throttle. I'm going to throttle something. I'm going <laughs> to... That was the worst laugh. No! All oh, laughs are good laughs. It's the happy sound. It's the happy uh, This sound. is the hill on which I will die. I'm Miranda. I've never seen an episode of Riverdale. Still don't want to, but for some reason I read the script for this, because this is a bit of a different one. Um, so, here we are. Here we are. And I'm Evelyn, and I'm sorry for just loudly taking a large sip of tea at the <laughs> microphone while you were doing that. Um, and I've seen almost every episode of Riverdale. I'm waiting to be caught up to watch the new ones, because I just feel like it's more fun that way. Is it? Well, no. <laughs> Immediate. No. <laughs> no, I'm wrong, and I'm lying, and I'm wrong. <laughs> Good. And you should never listen to anything I say. Oh, uh, if only this were a lie. Yeah. And much like Riverdale. We, we, we've had a few false starts. But this one is for real. Maybe. Yeah. This one well, we, will be... we don't know yet, because who knows what the future will hold. You'll never know. And I'll never tell. <laughs> <laughs> and that's why. You'll never know. <laughs> um, so this is a bit uh, different, uh, because we've had to take another long-ass break, because our provincial government is abominable! Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> That's the mood I've been in yeah. just the past few months. Yeah. Yeah. 
Um, it's and hard so, to shake off. It really is much like aphid piss. Um, I mean, have you ever had aphid piss? You ever to drink? <laughs> just to have. <laughs> just to have and to hold. In sickness and in health. I'm holding a hot mug of tea. Eat piss. <laughs> <laughs> you brought up the aphids. I brought up the aphids. I'm, I'm a little giddy because oh <laughs> now I actually, we've actually done a full reversal this time, which is, um, well, not quite full, but this is, I'm going to be talking to you and hopefully sharing terrible things with you for this episode. Yes. Um, I'm chapter. very excited. And that that makes sense because like you you have the capacity to be excited about these terrible things. <laughs> yeah, like I've already seen the worst of the worst. So well, except for the new season, which I've heard is actually the worst of the worst. But, Christ alive! Um, like, <sighs> I've seen the fucking random ass nonsensical bullshit that happens in season four. So like, and, and I mean like I've said this before, where like the beginning is so tame. You gotta stop with that. And like. Even season two is so tame. And, like, I just... Okay. I'm excited to, like... I'm excited to, to return to a simpler time. Yeah. Um, <laughs> sure. It's funny. It's, like, there seems to be this weird, like, differing definition that we have, like, <laughs> for tame, where because I don't know what's coming, I'm saying, like, this is nuts. Yeah. And, like, it still can be... Like, both of our things can yeah. be true. Yes. But you have such, like, a perspective that <laughs> it is actually making the things look tame in comparison that are crazy. Yeah. Well, here's the thing. I once was young and innocent like you. <laughs> wow. And um, there was a time when my reaction uh -huh. to uh, seasons one and two of Riverdale were your reactions. Uh -huh. And now I feel, I think, like, my tolerance levels mm -hmm. are way higher mm -hmm. just because of what happens, especially in season three. You know, well, see, here's the thing. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's like season, like, they keep, every season they just mm -hmm. one-up themselves. Mm -hmm. But season three is the moment I realized, oh, they're just going to keep doing this. Okay, you said that, though, about last episode where I had a full-on... Like, I actually sent you an apology message after because I listened to it, and the break between watching that clip and not watching it made me sound truly like I'd been injected with some sort of Joker serum. <laughs> I, it's true, though. Like, like, and you know what? It's true in just a lot of, like, it's There just... are so many truths. Yeah. Wow. So, so true. <laughs> we need to be stopped. Yeah. I don't know why they allow us in a room together. Who's they? Uh, God. God. Okay. The aphids. <laughs> um. Uh, the piss boys. <laughs> Millions and trillions of piss boys. <laughs> Billions? How many aphids are there? How many aphids are there? How many? Hey, Miranda, how many aphids are there? I'm gonna Imagine how has touched the sky. <laughs> I. It's been. Listen, folks, it's been a long time. We have been sequestered four months. Um, and uh, I for... I... It's... <laughs> now when I'm in, like, when I'm, like, with someone, it's like, I feel like I've been injected with, with some kind of serum. 
And it's just, I, I'm, I mean. Speaking as though there is an actual audience here feels more natural because we've just grown so accustomed to interacting with ourselves. Mm-hmm. Um, or at yeah. least I guess I can only speak for myself. Anyway, the premise for today's episode is there is one, count them one, um, official script available on the online that is findable, and that is the script for the third draft of the pilot for Riverdale. Yes. So. So. Written by our good friend. Our dearest. And, careful. Um, our dearest piss boy. <laughs> Imagine if he was a giant aphid. Well, <laughs> see, if you way near the beginning, we also talked about the potato aliens from Archie's Weird Mysteries. So oh. now I'm picturing a hybrid of like a potato aphid, a potafid, a potafalian. <laughs> oh, this isn't good. We can do this. Yeah, we can do this. Um, so written by our good friend Roberto, yep. um, and this is from 2015, mm-hmm. and it is um. It is on the internet. I think if you Google, like, Riverdale Pilot PDF, it will come up. Um, And so I found this by chance. And I was like, no, this can't be real. And I was like, oh, it's 60 pages. Oh, it's got, like, the... 60 pages? Yes. There's a a cover page, so technically it's 59. Long. That's long. Because, so, listen. (laughs) (laughs) Like... I looked up, like, I mean, and I guess a transcript is different than a script. Mm-hmm. So maybe the, the the format would change it. But the transcript I found was about 45 pages. Right. So I think... So 60, and that was for a different episode. Mm. Um, just to clarify. <laughs> so there is that. <laughs> so there is that. Yeah. So I think part of that is there's, like, pretty strict formatting rules. Mm-hmm. I think part of it is um, that this does have much more in it. Uh, one of the biggest differences between this and the final aired pilot is there's less stuff. And also it has the actions in it, which I've learned is the screenplay term for what I would call stage directions. Mm. So it's like, we see Miranda sitting at her computer, losing her mind. Evelyn cackles in the background. Like, <laughs> I like that I'm in the background. <laughs> the, yeah. <laughs> no. Like just a weird, looming, <laughs> ominous presence. Yeah, this is what I hear, like, day to day when I'm sitting at my computer. It's just... That is what I strive to be no, or life, like so that works for me. Or, like, yeah, interior, yeah. the basement, the aphids are pissing. Like, you know... <laughs> Stuff like that. Okay. I didn't mean yeah. to put you in the background. I'm sorry. That's okay. No. The aphids are already a lot. So. <laughs> um, and the other thing I'll say about this is for the transcript of the actual aired pilot, there's no official transcript and there's no action. Like they clearly take the action from the first um, draft here. Right. So um, none of that. None of that bullshit. Right. Um, and Bucket. I had to, because the transcript isn't official, I also had to go on Netflix and check a couple things. Mm-hmm. But, but would you like to dive into the <laughs> fascinating differences between the third revised network draft of Chapter 1, The River's Edge, 
I really, from 2015. You know what? I'm really stupid. No! <laughs> because I should have rewatched episode one before this. I didn't even think to. I don't think you should have. Oh, okay, great. Then, fuck it. I'm not sorry. <laughs> <laughs> because I feel like it hurts your brain. So what I've done here is um, basically put three columns. One is, this happens in the 2015. This happens in the final pilot. These are my oh, comments. Good. Okay. Yeah, so I've got um, a, okay, like a landscape Google Doc with three columns. Awesome. Now, because it's you three... You know what? The more columns, the better, I Thank say. Thank you. That's yeah. what... The... And you know what? Just like the Parthenon, right? With the columns. Oh, yeah. Right? Yep. Right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, so there's that. Um, I feel like I just brought on, like, a real Mark Wahlberg energy in a... Mark Wahlberg? <laughs> yeah. Is that the guy in that movie? <laughs> or he's Evelyn. like, no, ma'am. Oh, yes. No. What? <laughs> no, ma'am, we're not. <laughs> yeah. The happening, fuck the me. The happening. I was gonna say signs, but it's oh, the happening. Yeah, no, that one's. I think that one's got Mel Gibson in it. I hate when movies titles. <laughs> this is a tangent. I hate when it's Go just it. a vague noun, like a vague concept. It's like I'm not gonna fucking be able to differentiate between this and another movie. And other Are you nouns. Kidding me? And other nouns. <laughs> I, all, all, all nouns are exactly the same to me. This is the night you find out. I truly am an idiot. <laughs> I will not hear of it. <laughs> anyway. Anyway. So, uh, I have guess... To dwell on that. Just say, please keep in mind that this is 12-point type times New Roman bullshit. Okay. Three columns landscape, so there's not that many words per page. Yeah. This is 58 pages. God. <laughs> because... What else was I gonna do? I, you know? With my time? Honestly, I guess? Yeah, I get nothing, I guess. I guess. Yeah, like, sure. Okay. Listen, it's your life. All right. Okay. So. Oh, God. This is a weird, I feel weird. I feel so weird. It does feel weird, especially because, like, it's not a total opposite. It's not like I'm telling you something you have no context for. Yeah. I'm excited, though. This is going to be interesting. All right. All right. I'm ready, I think. So here's um, the first thing that I found weird was, um, I don't know how normal this is for screenplays yeah. he split this into acts oh the acts are not evenly distributed i thought they might be placed maybe like where a commercial break would go right but i'm not sure if that's it also <laughs> is there's... there at least like a like an arc in the acts like do they, are they actual acts or I is don't... it just like random sort of I don't dispersal. know, okay. because I thought there would be act one and two, and then there wasn't, and then I thought, okay, one, two, three, and then it wasn't, and then I was like, oh, he worked for a Shakespeare company, stuff like that, maybe five. Yeah. No, there's six. Okay. And one well, act- One I've, episode, huh? The last two are, like, tiny, so I don't really know what this is about, but maybe this is a thing. <laughs> maybe. Uh, maybe. I, honestly, I don't know either, so we could both be wrong about something. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what we'd be wrong about, because we- said we didn't know you know what but so true i just uh, anyway so you know more than anyone maybe how that first episode starts the uh the actual pilot yeah we got that voiceover oh, it's really sure about a town did. a small town we start with a voiceover still of an unseen male teen oh, great um is that what it says unseen male teen listen 
I yeah. love that, and I also hate that. Yeah. Unseen male teen. I think that's... I can do that something with that. I know that I can. <laughs> you can do <laughs> I believe in you. Well, uh, yeah. said that. Anyway. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. Unseen male teen <laughs> VO. Uh, so, thanks, everyone. In the uh, 2015 draft, we've got... The first line is, There is an idea of Riverdale. Is there? Yeah. I'd love to know what it is. Yeah. Of what kind of town it is. What sort of families live there. I'm sorry, can you read that first part to me again? There is an idea of Riverdale. Of what kind of town it is. What sort of families live there. A notion that it exists unchanged and unchanging, as if frozen in a time capsule. Well, see, that's bad. That's just bad writing. (laughs) That it must be exactly how it presents itself to the outside world. Safe, decent, innocent. Is this one sentence? No. Okay, thank God. So that if you were looking at it from the window of a train rushing by, as you do, you know those trains in Riverdale, I guess? There's so many of them, it's it's countless. You might wish you lived there, would I? Would I? But that's only one aspect of it, and only okay. on the surface. All right. The truth is, can you see what I mean about this draft being longer? <laughs> yeah. This has already felt like it spanned half a real episode of Riverdale. <laughs> The truth is, if you really want to understand Riverdale... I don't. ...and what kind of place it is, I have to tell you about its shadows. Do you? The town beneath the town. Okay. So, um, yeah. That's that's a really big difference right off the hop, is that the final pilot is just yeah. a lot shorter. Usually, I think the streamlining is probably a good idea. I have to say, there is... A number of things about the earlier version <laughs> mm-hmm. that I like way better. Interesting. Including, I will admit now, yeah. Jughead. Oh, wow. Yeah. You hate Jughead. I do. <laughs> <laughs> and I hate him much less in this version. That and is fascinating. This is going to be a lot of me just being like, a no Jughead says whatever. So, like, I need to hear your thoughts wherever, whenever, about whatever. <laughs> okay. So, here, I have a thought. Yes. And I have already addressed this, but I really just am kind of hung up on the first, <laughs> that first sentence. There's an idea of Riverdale. It's not a very well-constructed sentence, <laughs> is all I really want to say. Um, I don't love it. I don't love it. That's all. I just think that's bad writing. I just think that, like, um, it's just a bad sentence. That's all. That's all I wanted to say. <laughs> I feel like the, like, they say similar things. It's just condensed a bit. I feel like the 2015 draft seems to hammer home a lot more the idea that this is not the Archie you, you know, quote unquote. This is not the Archie from the comics. Like, the comments about it being unchanging yeah. and, like, nice and all of that, like, that seems like, much more directly, like, hey, audience, this isn't your mama's Archie. I was about to say, yeah, like, I feel like that just becomes redundant almost immediately because it's, like, a show and you're showing us that it's different. So you don't have to, like, keep saying it. So, like, immediately (laughs) we're we're off the bat and we're doing telling. Yeah, we're doing the telling. Yeah, Uh, that's hilarious. One of the reasons I really wanted to get my hands on this earlier draft is because, because it has the and the descriptions in it, right. we get to see Roberto's descriptions oh God. of who these characters are when they appear. Okay. So um, both drafts um, have, you know, Jason and Cheryl. Yeah. They're down by the river. Uh-huh. He specifies in 2015 the song playing underneath them is 
taken by the tree's cover of Sweet Child of Mine. Weird. And I'm not really sure. Both songs have romantic connotations and are sung about, like, yeah. romantic partners. It's a bit more ambiguous with Sweet Child of Mine, but instead they go with a different song from a movie they also take mm. music from. Mm-hmm. Um, so the Blossoms are described as impossibly gorgeous teenagers. Yeah. Which you want. I feel like that's weird. I just feel, you know, impossibly gorgeous teenagers. Why? Both red-haired, thank you. And, quote, really, they could be models from an Abercrombie and Fitch catalog. God, we get it. They're beautiful. Yeah. And also... That's a lot of pressure to put on the, like, the cast. Yeah. You must be impossibly beautiful. Impossibly, yeah. To be fair, I would say that um, Madeline Petch is quite stunning. Oh, yes. Um, So they did succeed. Uh... Could not tell you the name of the actor who plays Jason. He's just mostly dead, so he looks like a corpse. <laughs> well, for, he is. Yeah. <laughs> for the entirety of the show, almost. When he it's fucked up? Yeah. In this, in the uh, 2015 draft, he has a line. He oh. has one oh, line. they gave him a line. He says, are you scared, Cher, Cher? And they well, decided. She calls him JJ. She so. does. She really does. <laughs> And they decided, uh, no, he didn't get to say anything, so instead Cheryl asks him, are you scared, Jason? Jughead is telling us about, like, ooh, they went on down the river. Uh, In the uh, 2015 version, he says they go on their early morning rowboat trips, quote, as was their custom. Is this a custom? I would love to know more about. Yeah. (laughs) What? Let's unpack (laughs) that one for a little bit. I would love to know... Like, why? Is this a rich person thing? Yeah, like, I don't know, because I'm not a rich person. Um, <laughs> but I am now curious. Yeah. I, who, I need, can anyone who's rich <laughs> confirm? <that laughs> can you confirm or deny early morning robot trips? <laughs> I, I simply must know. <laughs> uh, we see Dilton come across. Uh, Cheryl... Uh, she's, you know, huddled by the water in the, in the screen, the very first screen cup you ever sent me. Uh, a, a truly an iconic <laughs> piece of art, I think. Dilton is referred to as, quote, nerdy, glasses-wearing high school geek. Someone check in on Dilton! No one cares about him! Everyone is so fucking mean to Dilton. <laughs> Even, like, the author... I mean, and it like never really amounts to anything. No, he stabs himself and is a gun nut. Like, it's like oh, there's, it's just like a weird amount of vitriol for <laughs> for Tilton. I, I don't, I don't know if he's okay. <laughs> he can't be. He can't be. Um, I know I'm not. Mm, not after this. Now here's two big differences right in a row. Are okay. you ready? I guess. So you know how we there's like dragging the river, whatever, and yeah. we see the town gathering. Like, oh no, there is no sheriff dad. No sheriff dad. There is instead Detective Sam Hill. Who the fuck is Detective Sam Hill? Who in the Sam Hill is Sam Hill? Yeah. Um, guess what? He's another comic book character from I the golden age of comics. But like, I don't fucking know. He's who a that private is. eye. So, so sheriff dad was so forgotten. 
He does not exist in the early version. So wait, wait. There's an actual P.I. in the comics? I don't know if they're... If he's in, like, Archie lore specifically, but he's a comic book character that is, is a detective. Sheriff Dad in... Like, obviously he wouldn't be known as Sheriff Dad. <laughs> but is he in the comics? Kev, uh, Kevin's, Kevin's dad? dad? Yeah. What does he do? He's a retired army vet. Um, okay. okay. And that's why Kevin moves around so much, is yeah. because he's apparently an army brat. I was gonna say, like, if they had a P.I., and they knew that there was a P.I., why did they change it to Sheriff Dad? But it makes sense to have it be Sheriff Dad even still, because he's an army guy, There I is a mention of Kevin's dad here, and um, careful what you wish for, I guess, is what I'm gonna say. Okay, great! Um, big difference number two. Right. Remember how Alice is like, fucking Jason Blossom, I hope he's dead and suffering even though he's an actual child. And we're like, okay, Alice, thank you. Yeah, uh, yeah. It is not Alice who says, Jason burns in hell or whatever it is. Yeah. It's Polly. Uh, oh, well, see, that's really different. That's, that's a really interesting choice to make. Polly, 18, pretty, but tweaked out, damaged. Aren't they all? <laughs> Aren't all these women? So Polly's around in this. Okay. Uh, in this first draft, which ends up leading to a lot of... Weird that she's the one, because well, she's the one who was in a relationship with Jason. Yeah. It makes their relationship dynamic very different. It really does, and it also, there's a couple inserts here um, that aren't don't exist in the other... Um, like in the final version, because Polly's at the Sisters of Silent Footsteps or whatever. <laughs> Quiet um, mercy. I'm never going to say it right, I refuse. <laughs> I would never expect you to. <laughs> um, but there are some interesting dynamics that are set up when you have the three women at home. Yeah. And Polly, well, uh, yeah, Polly's not all right, but she's. I mean, um, clearly. Yeah, but she's not locked away in a whatever. Okay. Uh, the Blossoms are at a grave, basically, and they're described as all with red hair, all in black. Thanks, everyone. In the Apparently, um, in the final version, it's like, Cheryl dropped a glove. And so, and her story is like, I dropped a glove, and Jason went to get it, and the boat tipped, oh no! And then he drowned, and that's that. Um, apparently, in the early version, she saw a ribbon in the water. Like, not, it doesn't even specify if it's her ribbon. She just saw it. Yeah, and he was like, I'll get it, and then tipped the boat over and drowned. Like, okay. We meet Jughead, who is, um... Here. Quote. <laughs> oh god. Oh god. A skinny teenager with dark shaggy hair sticking out from under a weird hat. <laughs> it's yeah. like a felt crown. Sits in one of the diner's booths, tap, tap, tapping away on his laptop. This is Jughead Jones. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. An emo heartthrob. An em- an em- oh, An emu, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I can't- I can't get around emo heartthrob. That was on the casting breakdown. Oh Like, God. yeah, there's a cup- yeah. I- I just- I'm- I'm- like- I don't find Cole Sprouse particularly attractive, and, like... Well, and you certainly don't like him when he's crying. Yeah, well, well, and, like, I guess I guess other people do, and I'm very happy for them. <laughs> but, but, like, me personally, like, describing 
Cool Sprouse is an emo heartthrob. Emo, sure. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but heartthrob is... Heartthrob? Maybe heartburn? <laughs> yeah. That's mean. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I have no strong feelings one way or the other. Yeah, that's the thing. It's it's like, I can see why other people would find him attractive, but it's really... He really doesn't do much for me, so... I think it brings up what you were saying earlier about the Blossoms, where it's, like, these descriptions of impossibly gorgeous and, like, emo heartthrob are just setting up a lot of expectations. Yeah. Um, there's a bit of voiceover that's uh, cut from 2015 that I think is actually kind of pertinent, which is that it's weird that Jason drowned because he was, like, on every sports team and played water polo. I think there's a mention of water polo oh. later, way later on in the episode, but, like, having that now sets that up kind of nicely that does actually really help with the whole yeah like the, the plan was for him to run away yeah it's a fake death and then there's a little thing here where uh loath as i am to admit it mm-hmm. um i think is actually kind of clever because there's a payoff at the end of the episode oh. all of it is completely cut for the final awesome. uh, version but here we have a waitress comes by and she's got a coffee pot mm-hmm. and she gestures with it like a do you want, do you want another one? Yeah. And he nods and holds the cup out. Yeah. So just keep that in mind. Okay. All right. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, my note starts. We are spared another self-indulgent <laughs> bit of bullshit in the final version. <laughs> Where in this one, Jughead makes another labored metaphor before the scene ends. Not that anyone examined those facts too closely or asked too many questions. Probably because the blossoms were like poison roses in the garden of wow. riverdale good one juggy and no one wanted to get pricked on those venomous thorns jeez draw that out a little more bud get it because their name's blossom i guess very very funny very clever <laughs> and now we meet the lodges and now we meet the lodges described right. as Two dark-haired beauties. Mm-hmm. Hermione Lodge. Of course, I would expect nothing less from this. Open bracket. Pearls, comma, underlined. Always. Okay. Close bracket. Jeez, all right. And her teenage daughter, Veronica, on her iPhone. Um, we're specifying iPhone. That's an important distinction to be making. Well, it's funny you say that, too, because in this version, you will notice, um, they're, they use brand names. Okay. He's allowed to in this version. At some point in the two years between drafts, they were like, no. No brand names. <laughs> None. <laughs> and Smithers is described as the Pembroke's doorman? I believe he is the doorman in okay. the final product? I'm, I'm used to him. I believe? I don't know. He's, like, barely Buffalo. there, so it doesn't really matter. Here's a, here's the crucial difference. Uh, the dialogue's pretty similar about like, oh, we're back in town. Veronica, you're being so brave about all this. We've got that iconic, the, what is it, chocolate shop? Why do they sell burgers? <laughs> of course. Of course. In the earlier draft, she does not have that line. Okay. Hermione. <laughs> Good, bad line. <laughs> we were spared. We were Hermione spared. has a line like, um, I don't need to see a menu. I know exactly what I want. I want a cheeseburger from Pops. Yeah. Veronica's line is, oh God. in brackets, so to help with her description, her line reading, the horror, the horror. Okay. Diner? <laughs> so instead of, what is it, chocolate shop? <laughs> what is so, it, chocolate shop? So the good news is, why like... Does it tell me <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> Throwing a bunch of syllables. Why not? Oh, yeah. 
so I kind of like that because I like the first one better. It makes more sense for the character. Yes, it makes her sound like less of an idiot. Yeah, it makes her sound like a dumb fucking bitch. <laughs> and it just sounds like a regular bitch. Yeah, she makes her sound like a snob. Yeah. Where her problem isn't, what is a chocolate shop? Her problem is, ew, we're eating at a diner. Yeah, I like that better too. But no, yeah. fuck us, I guess. Yeah, whatever. Um, they should have had us read this draft. <laughs> I don't know if this ever comes up, um, but apparently Betty and Archie live on Elm Street. Oh. What a nightmare. Anyway. I have not seen that movie, which is shocking, considering that I've been ingesting, ingesting. <laughs> a lot of I'm just gnawing on the DVDs. <laughs> um, yeah, that's all. Are you ready for some truly cringe-tastic times? I'm really nervous. Yeah. But I think I'm ready. Well, because we're at the part now where, you know, we meet Betty's ponytail. Oh, God. Um, Here it is. And Kevin. So, description. Mm. Blonde, pretty Betty Cooper, 16, in jeans and a bra, getting dressed, while brown-haired Kevin Keller... Why do we have to have her in a bra? 16, comma, cute, lounges on her bed scrolling through profiles on his phone. No one else next to their name gets the descriptor like that. We have, like, Polly's pretty, and we've got, like, impossibly gorgeous. For some reason, Keller, Kevin Keller, it's really important that we know he is 16 and cute. Yeah. Which I really like when people in their late 40s or something <laughs> write about teenagers that way. Great. Yeah. Okay, and he's scrolling through profiles on his phone. Uh -huh. Profiles meaning dating profiles. Yeah. So, you know, just so we're all clear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, this is the dialogue exchange between the two oh, of them. Okay, in I'm the sure it's version. going to be extremely natural and, and flow in a way that makes a lot of sense. Let's hear it. I thought you already had your date, in quotes, picked out for tonight. I did. Jockbud92. But he suggested... I can't, I can't. Jockbud. Jockbud92. Jockbud. A usual username. Number 92, Jockbud. <laughs> Oh, yes. But then he suggested we meet in the bathroom of a truck stop off Route 80. Weird. Yeah, I Thing don't know if that's do. I don't know if that's supposed to be a reference to like queer people yeah. having to basically find stuff wherever they could. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like truck stops were sort of code for that or they could be. Yeah. Anyway, super great. Super thanks, great. thanks, Jockbud ninety two. Thank, thank you, thank you for Jockbud ninety two. Does that mean he's born in nineteen ninety two? Yeah, because that makes him old. <laughs> <laughs> well, not like old. It makes him like thirty ish, <laughs> ancient. Yeah. Well, okay. Here's the. I'm and I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna spoil anything by saying this. Oh my god. But the the oh birth dates and years in Riverdale make no sense. Yeah. And there is a time jump that happens later and what? everything gets extremely mixed up. What what and I'm not going to say anything else about it, but that there is a time jump and then nobody's age makes sense anymore. What? Yeah. Oh god. We I do a lot of retconning. It I haven't actually seen, because that's in season five. I just know that it happened. Okay. Yeah. God, but how much? I don't, okay. I, I shan't say. I, sh I simply shan't I say. I simply shan't. Yeah. Anyway, that is nowhere near the end of their little exchange, unfortunately. Um, so he's like, yeah, I had a date. It was my friend, Jockbud92. 
Uh, Betty says, um, hi, Craigslist killer. Okay. And Kevin says, so it's back to the grind on Grinder, uh-huh. or can I just hang out here with the twinks of fraternityx.com until you get back? Is he implying that he's going to masturbate in her room? Or have an orgy. <laughs> I'm not sure which. I am Either way, too that's af- a weird thing to do to your friend. I am too afraid to see if fraternityx.com is a real website. I'm not gonna look. No. <laughs> um, because his parents are warpathing. And she says, oh no, what this time? I mean, you can hang out at your friend's house while your parents are having problems and not either masturbate or have an orgy. Like, you could just hang out. You could, like, watch a movie or, like, read a book or, like, hang out with no. your friend. <laughs> no, that sounds boring and human. <laughs> yeah, oh, sorry, I forgot. <laughs> Instead, can you imagine, like, your friend goes out and then you're in their room and you decide to, like, turn on a webcam? Uh, fraternity X, like, just, like... Anything of that nature is absolutely wild. Yeah, like... Even to joke about. This is my friend's room. Yeah. My good friend. My good friend, Betty. My good friend. Whose mom is so known for being chill. Yeah, and for never barging into her daughter's (laughs) bedroom and looking around. Um, Oh my god. But his... Sorry, his his parents are like... And she says, oh no, what this time? And Kevin says, same old, same old. General Keller goes on a bender, calls okay. me a homo. Yikes. Mom starts yelling, I'm out the front door. Okay. And then he says, in brackets like this, speaking of same old, and then he says, are you excited, nervous? And that's where we come into the dialogue in the first episode where it's like, she's gonna, she's gonna talk to Archie. She's gonna okay. do it. That's like a character thing. Yeah. It's really upsetting. Yeah. But that's a character thing. He doesn't call his dad, dad. He calls him general. Yeah. His dad's a homophobe. Yeah. And his parents fight all the time. And we get none of that. Yeah. Well, and even in the way that, like, he's talking about it, that shows a lot of character, too. You know? Like, uh, there's just, in, in, in the final product, which is what I'm going to continue calling the show, <laughs> He's just like, there's just no, it's just like head, head empty, no thoughts. <laughs> no <laughs> Only pers- fraternity X and Jackbud 92. <laughs> no personality. <laughs> oh, I keep thinking about that little, that little snippet of when we find out he's into RPGs, like tabletop RPGs, and it's like, more, <laughs> I need more, Get, put it back. I mean, they do kind of put it back. What? <laughs> she just winked. Everyone at home, I need you to know she just winked, and it sent a shiver down my spine. Mm-hmm. Um, Kevin gives Betty a longer pep talk a little bit here, like, before she's like, I know, I'm still nervous. And he says, your parents want to micromanage every aspect of your life? Fine, but not who you date. There are limits, Betty. Post-LA, you're in your pop, your place of power, or your P.O.P., your place of power. What the fuck is he talking about? I have no idea. (laughs) This is absolute gibberish. Like, that's nothing. Like, that part we can do away with. Maybe the part about anything about his home life, the first time we see him, maybe we could do something with that? No? Okay. I would love Betty to show some level of concern for her friend also. No. Okay. (laughs) Yeah, that's fair. Well, she's got her own problem. She's gonna talk to a boy. <laughs> um so yeah, uh good for them and then uh 
the line, like most millennial straight guys, he needs to be told what he wants. You are Gen Z. This is easily <laughs> Googleable. Um, you were in 2016. You sure as fuck were in 2017. I mean, I guess it depends what year this show is set in because it's never really clear. No, but if you're in high school in 2015, if you're a sophomore... But it's never really confirmed. Well, it kind of, I think it is at some points, but it's, it's sort of like, maybe this show, like, could be set in, like... It isn't because of some of the references they make. This early oh, script... Oh, that's fair. That's really is fair. ...is full of so many references where it's like, what the fuck are you talking about? Even more than what Veronica goes on about with fucking Truman Capote. Anyway, enter Archie. 16. Red hair. Finally on the right side of puberty. Okay. Guys? Guys? Why do we keep doing this to these teenagers? <laughs> like, I understand that it's like they're not actually teenagers, like the actors, like they're they're adult humans, but like, I don't know, it's just weird. It's like, yeah, like, it's, it's just, it's, it's, listen, <laughs> when I was teen, <laughs> oh, when I was teen, I, I was a, I was a mess. <laughs> like I did not and no one that I know looked good because we were so young and we didn't understand style and we were just trying things and also everyone was going through that emo scene phase and like backcombing their hair an insane amount <laughs> and so like everyone just looked like shit no one looked beautiful because we were all teens and you can't like you just can't. You but, just can't. But how many of you worked at your dad's construction site all summer, you know? And, yeah, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I guess I don't have a dad. So. <laughs> or a construction site. Womp, <laughs> You got red hair now, though. I got the red hair now, though. She's got lovely so red hair. I basically am Archie Andrews. I'm so sorry. And I would never, I would never. And yeah. furthermore, no. Um, so we got a bit of give and take here. I'm not going to kid you. In the final product, we do get the line, take that ginger bull by the horns tonight. Uh. We are, however, from the earlier draft, losing the line, Rojo, hello. Archie got hot. He, he has abs now. I count six, maybe eight. <laughs> this is how humans talk. You're right. Rojo, hello. Rojo, hello. So. Must we? Okay. Is that. A Spanish expression in any, any place, anywhere. It's very confusing. It is. How are you counting eight abs? We were joking about this in the episode that he's got too many. How are you counting eight abs? Where are the other abs? From across the street through a window. Help, help. <laughs> These abs are exploding out of this boy. Oh, God. <laughs> David Cronenberg's Riverdale. Just the worst. <laughs> um, we get a line that's cut from Betty that says, uh, Kevin's like, ooh, this is a game changer because it's like, wow, now he's hot. And Betty says, yeah, but now everyone's going to see what I've been seeing my entire life. Okay. And the scene ends, don't even worry about it with him choosing her clothes for her sassily. Oh, God. Okay. Sure. Um, if we have to. If we have to do it sassily. Archie's first line in the whole show oh my God. is, uh, wow, you look tan and awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Yay! 
Honestly, like, Archie's genuinely one of my favorite characters in this show because he's just so stupid. <laughs> and, like, everything, everything he does and says, whether it's, like, intentionally written to be dumb or if it's, like, you know, like, they didn't mean for it to be dumb, but it still ended up dumb. It's just, like, I'm just <laughs> delighted every time. I'm like, just, just the worst. <laughs> just awful. I love him. A special, a special brand, you know, of oh, that yeah. Riverdale wit. Yeah. And here's a moment we also don't get in the final product. Um, She, like, responds, you know, like, oh, thank you, you're really nice, too. Yeah. And he envelops her in a bear hug. Okay. And he says, I missed you this summer, Betty, so, so much. In brackets, we have, this hug is a tad intense, like Archie doesn't want to let go. Hey, that's really interesting! Yeah. Guys. <laughs> Guys. And then we cut to the, uh, the chocolate shop, <laughs> where uh, they talk about her internship i think in the final version she's she's been away for the summer and whatever yeah in the original draft we get a flashback to her oh god flashback slow motion judy bloom at a table why (laughs) signing books for a massive crowd i hate flashbacks betty stands behind judy with the clipboard why is she beaming (laughs) just beaming okay yeah, were you going to get Judy Bloom to do that scene? Well, this is the thing. My note is I would hate to be the person that had to tell Roberto Judy Bloom was probably not going to cameo in the pilot of fucking Riverdale. Yeah, probably not. Can um, you imagine how bummed he would have been? Broken his little heart. Yeah, it makes me feel really bad. <laughs> oh my god. Um, we got an alternate universe here, folks. Archie could say what he says in the finale or the shut the fuck up Miranda what he says in the (laughs) final product wow that's so true yeah or he could say what he says in the the earlier version which is that's freaking epic (laughs) my my head is in my hands (laughs) my head is in my hands it's freaking epic dog yeah (laughs) wow how freaking epic is that so freaking epic, dog. Are you okay? I'm pretty freaking epic. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> so true. I told you I am becoming Archie. I am become Archie. I am become I am become Archie, destroyer of worlds. Fuck. <laughs> uh, they talk a bit more. She asks how it was him doing construction, working for his dad. Yeah. Um, well, it gave him apparently like sixty-eight abs. Sixty-eight. <laughs> <laughs> it's ever changing. Um, and you know how he's got that real stupid line in the final version? God, which one? You know what? So true. Yeah. Where he's like, I try to write like poems, and then yes. she's like, You don't like poems, and he's like, Well, they weren't poems. Yeah. <laughs> in this version, Archie, he he just says, It took me half the summer to realize they weren't poems. They were song lyrics, which is still a bit what, but makes more sense than him saying, I wrote poems, and then immediately saying they weren't poems. Yeah, I can, like, buy this, because I could I could believe that Archie's kind of, like, dumb enough <laughs> to be like, a, a song is not a poem, you know? Like, I could I could buy that. There's um, not a lot I buy, but no, I and buy I, I, no, But there's so much that's for sale. Uh, uh-huh. She calls him in the older draft the Robert Frost of Rockland County. Okay. Thanks, everyone. I wonder if they cut that because they didn't want to put Riverdale anywhere. Yeah. And Rockland County's like an actual place. Oh, We've got a little thing here where he sees Jughead 
in Jughead's booth. I guess he just has a booth. Yeah. And they see each other, and there's a little wave, and that's all. Okay. Um, good for them. Yeah, kind of like that, actually. Um, and Archie actually says to her, like, it's a good thing you were away this summer, because it was really, really fucked up. Oh. The, like, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, the death. Yeah. Or the disappearance. Right. Um, and he genuinely confides in her. And... Aww. Tells her, like, the thing that got him through it was songwriting. Uh-huh. Um, that's sweet. Yeah, all that's cut. Um, awesome. Yeah. Well, see, that's kind of a nice thing. Beca- well, not that it was cut, but mm-hmm. like, that is a nice thing. Because it, we're getting, I feel like we're getting a lot of depth here with it's all like, of these characters. Correct me if I'm wrong, this is what a pilot is for. Especially if you've got such a large cast. Yeah, well, and again, that's the thing. Like, they're trying to do too much with too many different characters. That's that's the issue with the show. There's too many of them. <laughs> There's too many. You're going to cram 75 years of comic history into an hour a week? Yeah, yeah, it's too much. Um. Uh-oh, here comes Veronica, slow motion, described oh. as wearing a fetching cloak like Kim Basinger in L.A. Confidential. She is wearing a fetching cloak in, um, in the... Uh... The final product. Great! That is a reference from 1997. Awesome! The year of KJ Appa's birth. So I'm glad we're all just up and up and current and running. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Pop, Very present. She, like, goes in to pick up the order. Um, Pop doesn't get a description except for heavy Greek accent. Interesting. It is interesting. This is apparently because... One of the creators of Archie, so this is like way back in the 20s, 30s, when he was a kid, there were a lot of local, like, immigrants who set up, like, soda fountains, basically. Oh, cool. And there was, like, a set of three that he visited, and they were all owned by this one Greek family, and he used that interpret, like, the, he used that, the design of the place and the characteristics of part of it to inspire, like, the aesthetic of Pop Tates, which is very sweet. That's really sweet. Um... But I don't think Alvin Sanders has a Greek accent, unless I'm mistaken. No. Cool. He does not. Anyway, I thought that's cute. Um, That is very cute. I like that. We get a couple things where uh, Roberto gives us a little bit of a POV for what the characters are, you know, like, thinking in the action of this 2015. Right. Veronica looks around while she waits. There's some weird dude typing away. So weird. In brackets. Jughead. Thanks. Yeah, yeah, I figured. And then, nope. But then her eyes... Nope. (laughs) Honestly, if I walked in and saw that, I too would just go, nope. Nope. But then her eyes land on Archie, who's staring at her, which Betty clocks. It's like when Claire Danes and Leonardo DiCaprio see each other through the fish tank in Romeo and Juliet. Is it? Is it just like that? Except that there's no fucking fish tank. Yeah, what the fuck? Also a movie from the 90s, I think. Yeah, again, extremely present, mm-hmm. very current. Uh, dialogue's pretty similar. We still got that goddamn Truman Capote thing. Except in this one, she's even more pretentious. In the early one, she says, Are you familiar with Truman Capote's oeuvre? <laughs> oh. Here's the thing I was just thinking. Um, like, Betty and Veronica are both very well-read people. Mm-hmm. That could have been nice to explore. <laughs> that's all. But we couldn't get Judy Bloom. <laughs> I feel like it would have been nice to maybe like that's something they bond over. Like oh, like 
maybe like there's some obscure book or whatever. It's like you've read that. Like yeah, I've read that. That's I love a that really book. good point. And then they, they they just become like that's how they become really good friends. It's like. Like, that could have been nice. That is. Maybe that is have, a really good point. Maybe they have, like, a little book club, and that's why they hang out. I love book clubs. I love book clubs, too. Oh, <laughs> that's a really good idea. I have those sometimes. <laughs> Every once in a while, I get one of them. <laughs> <laughs> um, and now we have a that's scene. That's what I would have done. And I, we've discussed, we've discussed this, your ideas are things that stick in my head for ages, <laughs> Far more than most of the bullshit these people do. <laughs> Speaking of bullshit, yeah. uh, here's a scene in the earlier draft that's truly strange. Okay. Just a quick cutaway um, to Cheryl, who is, quote, sobbing uncontrollably, studying herself in the mirror. Okay. <laughs> Been there. <laughs> <laughs> She's, like, sitting in her room, like, at her desk or whatever. We get uh, her mom... like knocking on the door saying cherry are you okay Mm -hmm. which wow they care cherry wow um and then quote like a switch has been flipped cheryl stops crying wipes the tears from her face she's become a totally different person and she says i'm fine mommy just practicing in case i have to cry today (laughs) so i'm glad we've erased this scene where cheryl is (laughs) A maniac. What the fuck? I don't know. I don't even know how to respond to that. That, That's unhinged. I know. And Cheryl's already unhinged. I know. It's like that's un. It's like Cheryl's unhinged. That is like the hinge is in a different universe. (laughs) That's some. What's the? Oh, can I do an old reference? That's um. When was American Psycho? The. I don't the know. guy who peels the mask off his face, whatever. Yeah. Um, I also it is it is interesting that Penelope asks if she's all right and calls her by a nickname. Yeah, like that's that not what happens in the show. Doesn't compute. No. Cherry, Cherry, Cherry. Um, and then also we're at the Coopers in the 2015 version. We're at the Coopers, and then we're at the Andrews, and in the final version that switched. Yeah. Um. Sure. Why not? We have a, there's yeah. a weird like thing about Alice. Alice is at home and and she talks about the paper and Betty's like, "Haha, it'll be digital soon." And Alice is like, "That would break Hal's heart." And it's like, "Is he a luddite?" Like, what? <laughs> also, where is he? <laughs> yeah, where is Hal? Um, and then she gives a lecture and Great. whatever. Um, and the description for the last bit is. We linger on Betty. Alice has left something in her hands, a prescription bottle of Adderall with Which Betty's name on it. Which, by the never comes up again. The message is clear. Betty must stay focused. Thank you. <laughs> Going back to the casting breakdown, it is actually the early thing, um, you know how Jughead's an emo heartthrob. Betty's thing Apparently. is she's starting to get dependent on Adderall. I... Yeah, like that's what the setup is here, and they include that in the show, and then never talk about it again. There, like that scene's in the show. I remember and we never hear about the Adderall ever again. Yeah, I remember you telling me about the like, oh, you forgot your prescription. Yeah. Um. Also, uh, only calls her uh, Elizabeth in the final version. Alice does call her Betty, like literally everyone else in the first version. Um. I do like that that she calls her Elizabeth. Yes, uh, me too. The final. I quite like that, actually. 
That um, was a good call. That they good did. call. Well, yeah, I mean, you, you stopped clock is right sometimes a day. Yeah, sometimes. <laughs> sometimes a day, as the saying goes. And then we get, like, a horror movie shot oh, um, where Betty, she's leaving for school and looks down the hall. And, um, as probably as you remember, we get, as she heads towards the stairs, she glances at a door at the end of the hall, brackets, Polly's room. Yeah. <laughs> Painted right. black, messily, angrily. Like a Rothko. Okay. It's creepy. Thank you. Betty might as well be looking at the possessed girl's bedroom door in The Exorcist. <laughs> Betty shudders, continues on her way. What the fuck? So why? Yeah. Um I It's a weird series of choices to be making. Here. Yes. And I can, I feel like I can picture it, but also the door being black is very strange to me. Mm-hmm. Describing it as yeah. a Rothko is really strange to me. The door being black and the fact that Alice apparently allowed Polly yeah. to paint her door black is a little weird. Or didn't passive-aggressively paint over it. Yeah. Um, also, from all the references he's making, it's weird to me he doesn't know the name of the girl in The Exorcist, or if he does, he doesn't say it. It's yeah. like Regan, Reagan, Regan, not the president. <laughs> like, I've never seen a lick of that, and I and I know it. Yeah, um, here's another. Movie. I haven't seen it in a long time, but it's. Uh, you know, it's something. It's a classic. I guess. Head spins. Wee. <laughs> Is that the noise she makes? Yeah. Yeah. There's another big change. We're at the Andrews house. Or early draft. <clears throat> the parents are not divorced. Interesting. We have. Um, we have a Molly Ringwald. We have Mama. She's apparently a real estate agent. Sure. We, okay. Um, doesn't play so into anything. A lawyer? Cause she, <laughs> that's a good point, actually. Because <laughs> uh, she doesn't um, talk to Archie at all. Like, Archie and Fred have the same conversation. It's just that Mary Andrews is also there. <laughs> so, good. sure. Um, I personally like to believe that <laughs> they could not get Molly Ringwald regularly. And so they're like, okay, split them up. Divorced. <laughs> Done. Now we make Fred sad hot dad. <laughs> sad dilf. Oh, Ultra Milf and Sad Dilf. What a good band. Um, and however, in this earlier version, there's a, I honestly think it's kind of a cute exchange between the parents where fucking Archie rushes out the door like, oh boy. And Fred says, remember what it was like when we had a son and he talked to us? Yeah. <laughs> Mary goes, you mean three months ago? Good times. That's, That's cute. cute! That's really cute. I'm I'm consistently baffled by... yeah. I feel like there would have been lots of places they could have included those lines in subsequent episodes, too. I, maybe they didn't, I just don't know, but that is, that is very cute. I like that interaction. <laughs> Now we're at school. Betty's giving the tour. Uh, Kevin is around. He, he, yeah, he always is, isn't he? <laughs> Except when he's not, because the show has completely forgot about this bland, personality-less character. He's hanging out with the twinks of FraternityX.com. Oh, yes, of course. Not with, uh, what What was it? Jockbud92. Jock I think that's Reggie, right? Like, <laughs> oh, I would... I love Jock Bud 92. I can't express. Who is he? Who is he? I, I love it. I love it. <laughs> That's freaking epic. <laughs> yeah. Uh, in, the, in the early draft, he's allowed to say Walmart. Of course, he has to say Malmart in the final version. God. Um, and Kevin is even less tactful in this first version, if you can believe it. Impressive. Because he asks about 
Veronica's dad, because somehow everyone knows who her dad is, yeah. that he's in jail about to be on trial. And then seems, like, genuinely, like, confused. Like, what? When Betty's like, what the fuck, man? Oh, so Kevin's just kind of, like, mean in, uh... Well, yeah. Yeah, or... Or it's, like, trying to be witty, but it just turns out mean. Yeah. Um, and then... Veronica makes a reference to the Woody Allen movie, Blue Jasmine. Sure. Which happens in the final version. Again, that came out in 2013. <laughs> um, and also... Definitely something people their age would consume. Yeah. Yeah, also, definitely. worth noting that in the movie, uh, the character Jasmine, it's her husband in jail, not her father. So thank you, <sighs> Riverdale. A lot with this, this these weird sort of inter-sibling, <laughs> inter Familial. Child, yeah, familial yeah. relationships. Just a, some interesting insinuations there. When Kevin apologizes, he Why? says... <laughs> <laughs> he says, oh shit, sorry. We have swears in this version, which is interesting hey. to me. Um, Reggie... Love swearing. <laughs> <laughs> love it. Love a good swear. <laughs> love a good cuss. <laughs> it's freaking epic. It's freaking epic. Freaking epic cusses. <laughs> F-E-C! <laughs> Jockbud 92's freaking epic cusses. It sounds like a radio show. It's... A shock jock. Shock jock. Uh, oh. uh, something. Yeah, 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 yeah. We can workshop shock it. Shock jock. Yep. Yeah. Help us. Help, Help us, listeners. Help us. You're our only hope. <laughs> Reggie and Moose are described as Archie's two bro friends. Yeah. Reggie's dialogue is... Few and far between, but it is one of my favorite parts of this. It's one of my favorite parts of the whole show, honestly. <laughs> so he, like, appears yeah. and goes, You got hella swole! Swole spelled with an E, by the way. Awesome. You're a beast! Your arms are diesel! <laughs> <laughs> Reggie. Reggie, you're the one shining light in this grim, grim town. <laughs> and instead of, in the final version, as he asks about cougar ass... Yeah. Um, he says, he asks if Archie did any construction on any private houses and if he was, quote, supervised by any la 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 ladies. I love that. <laughs> la la la. I, I'm, I'm in love with this version <laughs> of Reggie. Archie. He sounds, he sounds intolerable. <laughs> yeah. And I love it. Archie, God bless him, answers, where are you going with this, Reggie? <laughs> Where are you going with this, Reggie? <laughs> Reggie, why are you walking away? <laughs> Reggie, come back. And Reggie says, where I'm going is where I hope you went. Did you tap any Milfast this summer? I, I, I love this. <laughs> I can't. La 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 ladies. La 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 ladies. Hella swole. Oh <laughs> How do you do, fellow kids? I love this. This is beautiful to me. Here we get an interesting change, which is we get a flashback that we don't get to later in the final version. Right. We get a flashback to Archie. Okay. Um, and he's walking down the street, and he's sweaty and buff, and a car pulls up beside him, and this is what this says. The driver's side window rolls down, revealing a sexy 22-year-old woman in sunglasses mm -hmm. sipping a cherry Slurpee. Um, and then we get intercut. Here to <laughs> specify the flavor. Yes. That is what happens in the show, though. Like, we get the flashback of Miss Grundy driving by with the Slurpee and the sunglasses. But we don't get it until a bit later. Okay. 
It specifies she's 22. That's weird. Um, and we don't know who this is. Right. Um, <laughs> and then we get the continuation of that with Reggie um, as our romantic voiceover dialogue as they're flirting. Wow. So <laughs> she's like, Archie, thought that was you. What are you doing walking in this heat? And he's like, huh, building character. <laughs> but over that, we have Reggie going, because you know that's what they want, right? These bored, lonely, sex-starved housewives what the fuck? want a young, hot football stud to service them. I can't deal with this. I can't. I, uh, I need to go. I have to leave. La la la, ladies. I'm, 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 I'm so happy right now. What the fuck is this? This is insane dialogue. Like, I've never, I, this feels like satire. It does! I can't. We also hear in this flashback, don't immediately see if Archie accepts. Okay. Um, here's how we're introduced to the Pussycats, because he goes, um, you know, up to like, hey, can I can I be in your band? And they're like, fucking no. I do love that. <laughs> Valerie, brackets, dark-haired. Melody, brackets, a platinum blonde. Stand with their instruments behind their leader. Gorgeous, imperious Josie at a microphone. All three ladies wear the iconic pussycat ears, and then in brackets, the first of these insufferable meta comments. Yup, gang, we're all in. Who are you talking to? Why <laughs> are you doing this? Does Josie not have hair? Why does it matter what color their hair is? Yeah, why does Josie get no description? <laughs> Except for gorgeous and imperious. Imperious, I think, is not a bad one, but yeah. I dark-haired, platinum blonde, I guess and Josie's bald. Well, I guess so. That's amazing. We're all in. Yup, gang. We're all in. Uh, speak for yourself, Roberto. You don't fucking know me. You that know is... how in I am. <laughs> I am a 30% in at most. Okay? At most. And 29% of that is for Reggie. Yeah. <laughs> that is um, not the last of those little comments. It is, however, the one that made me the least angry. That That's horrible to hear. Uh, so thank you. And in the early version, we get a weird... Not a weird... There is actually a setup here where Archie and Josie apparently don't know each other, which doesn't make any sense. That is odd. <laughs> but Valerie jumps in and says, his name's Archie Andrews. He was in our pre-cal class last year. She smiles, making intros. I'm Valerie Brown, by the way. This is Melody Jones, who doesn't get to talk. Why do they not know each other? <laughs> and then Valerie's obviously crushing on Archie. That's so cute. Yeah, and we set that up a bit, even though Melody doesn't get to talk. Um, but I... It's weird they don't know each other already. Especially cute. if they were in pre-cal last year. Cute that she has a crush on him. I wish they would let Melody speak. <laughs> I love... I'm just imagining that, like, she keeps, like, opening her mouth to say something, and someone, like, <laughs> rushes in with, like, the next line, like, Ah! Oh, well, this is Archie! I know from pre-cal! <laughs> they shove a drumstick, like, sideways in her yeah. mouth. Yeah. Uh, here we get some, uh, fun stuff. He's pushier in the first version. Um, which, I don't know. Um, it makes Josie a little bit less of a bitch and it makes him seem a bit more entitled. Right. Which I don't think is necessarily a bad thing. Yeah. Uh, also in this first version, she makes a really good point, which is that YouTube exists. Okay. <laughs> um, and he's like, well, we won't really do anything because there's a lot of content. Um, and she agrees with him. And actually makes part of the subtext of her refusal, I wrote that super poorly. <laughs> she says, 
I won't argue that point, but look at us. We're a girl group of color. Mm -hmm. It is not subtle because nothing is. Yeah. I am surprised they actually said it, though. Yeah. Um, Archie responds with, get ready to cringe. Okay. Lots of divas of color perform songs written by Caucasian dudes. Beyonce, Christina, Nikki. Maybe if you tried one to hear how it sounds. I'm so sorry, but I do have to take that laptop and smash it on the ground right now. Look at Nikki. You're on a first name basis with her, are you? I I don't even... That's that's an awful thing to say. It really is. That's really Uh, bad. What um, the fuck? Cut back to the fucking hallway tour. Kevin has a weird tangent about how hot... Archie is, saying, the hotness is a new thing. Last year, Archie was like Liam Hemsworth. This year, he's more Chris Hemsworth. Not that Liam isn't edible. I totally would, but (laughs) she just cuts him off. I just pray for death. (laughs) (laughs) Why do we, why do we, yeah, I'm glad they cut that. Veronica says, I'm in dire need of a boy toy to distract me till the spring collections are released, which they also cut (laughs) because that makes her sound super callous. Yeah, what the fuck? And Kevin, in this version, because we get, like, the hints about Veronica being like, hey, Betty, like, you could, like, and what's that about? In this version, Kevin talks over and for Betty, and he says, actually, to clarify, Betty and Archie aren't dating, but we're hoping they soon will be. They're endgame. But as all epic romances, there are issues, self-esteem, confidence, we're working on them. That We're is working on a lot, aren't we? Aren't so we, Kevin? Rude. <laughs> That's really rude. Kevin is just mean in this draft. Like he's sort of like Regina George in this version. Yeah. Oh, the we. This is what we. It's like, yeah, dude. I. Yeah. Anyway, they cut that, so that's great. That's so that, and instead they leave him with nothing, so. (laughs) They leave him with nothing. How how nice for us. (laughs) In the early draft, we start with uh, a young teacher, Geraldine Grundy, in glasses, leads the school's choir, um, and they're singing a song, which I kind of like, because, like, it's the first day of school. How are they this prepped? Let us sing a song (laughs) now. Okay. Uh, But instead we start with Cheryl's speech. And, you know, moment of silence in the first version, Jughead's under the bleachers. Uh-huh. Uh, in the other version, he's on the top. Make of that what you will. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> Why would they put him under the bleachers? It's weird. Just tuck him away. No one needs to see. In this point where we just, in the final version, it's just Archie and Grundy fucking staring at each other. Awesome. The In the earlier version, we get a bit more, which is, sitting with Reggie and Moose, Archie stiffens. <laughs> <laughs> Try- oh my god. Bruh, yeah. la 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 ladies. <laughs> la 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 ladies. Tries to make eye contact with Miss Grundy, who's looking at the floor. Mm-hmm. Kevin glances a hot new student who glances him back. Glances, I don't think, is used like that. No. Unless I'm missing something, but Veronica tries to glance Archie, but why it's a no-go. Are, why are we doing this? <laughs> I don't know. Archie finally locks eyes with Miss Grundy. Now that we're focused on her, even though she's wearing glasses, we see it's the same woman who offered him a ride in the VW Bug, a revelation that pushes us into the really hot flashback where they're, yeah. like, fucking in the car. Awesome. No, it's not that. I'm so sorry. It's different. What is it? They're at the Pussycats Battle of the Band, obviously, and then we pan over a barn. They're singing a song that is unnamed but, quote, slow and sultry. 
much. Uh, and then we pan away from the stage and over the barn. Other side of the barn is Miss Grundy's car. Quote, Archie's leaning against it as Miss Grundy, grooving to the song, sexily dances over to Archie. Ew. Think Nicole Kidman in To Die For and kisses him. The kiss takes us back to the assembly. They are intensely making eye contact and that's the end of the scene. That's the end of act one. Figure that out. Oh, okay. So, To Die For was, I believe, early 90s. I like that first version way better. It gives us the yeah POVs of more characters, even if glances is Ugh. weird. Yeah. Yeah, I kind of like that, too. Uh, and I think it's a better reveal that that's when we learn, oh, fuck, he didn't just, like, accept a ride from, like, a stranger. Like, that's his teacher. Yeah. That's someone who's, like, older. I don't... Sure. Yeah. Sure. I, yeah, I feel like that we're getting, we're honestly getting more depth with these characters, and I feel like the reason we lose a lot of it in the final version is just because this is so long. Like, this is long. Yeah. And, like, we're only done Act 1. Yeah, acts, six of them. Yeah. The final few acts are weirdly short. Like, Veronica and Archie later on in the episode in the closet is one act. And oh, okay. I don't know why. <laughs> yeah, well, why the fuck not? Yeah. Um, I, I just feel like they needed to cut it down significantly to be, like, manageable as a yes. television show. But I don't understand <laughs> why they cut what they did. Yeah, that's, that's the In weird general. thing. Yeah. Uh, Hermione goes to Fred for a job. She is a little bit meaner than in the other version where... He's like, no, I'm sorry, I can't give you a job, wife of famed embezzler. <laughs> and she says, what on earth was I thinking? Oh, yes, that Riverdale would somehow be more accepting and less cruel than the savages of the Upper East Side. My mistake. And then she leaves and okay, it's like, bye. well, like, good luck now. <laughs> yeah, have good on you for burning that bridge, I guess. We get another POV when we see the kids at lunch tables. Um, lunchtime, kids at picnic tables. <laughs> awesome. Veronica's moving across the courtyard, searching for the perfect place to land. They are the Pussycats. Nope. Okay. The football players, including Reggie and Moose. Not a good idea. There's okay. Betty, Dilton with the nerds. Uh-uh. Cheryl with her fellow cheerleaders, including ladies-in-waiting, Nancy Woods and Ginger Lopez. What the fuck? Clearly the Queen Bees. Veronica sighs. Like attracts like. She heads towards Cheryl, but then a double take. She notices that Betty isn't sitting alone. She's with that haughty Archie. Immediately, Veronica detours. Uh, yeah, in this early version, um, Cheryl is constantly flanked by two other cheerleaders that don't really say anything. That's kind of what happens in the show, too. Interesting. It's just that it's not even worth mentioning, because they don't do anything. Yeah. (laughs) Um, in this version, Kevin is not at the table with them. They're listening to Archie's music. (laughs) Would you like to hear how Roberta describes Archie's music? Oh, yeah. Tell me. It's a teenager's voice. <laughs> Thank you for this. Untrained. Well, we know that it's not because <laughs> KJ Apple was, what, 18 or 19? I guess 20. it is 20, yeah. I was about to say that, so that is, I guess, technically a teenager. But no, not even. So, okay. <laughs> Fuck me, I guess. Untrained, but cool. Uh-huh. Angsty. And then they listen. The song's great. <laughs> a little okay. dark. A little sexy. <laughs> Thanks. Um, uh-huh. there's a thing that I'm glad they cut because Veronica's like, are just like, I tried to talk with the pussycats, but I couldn't. And Veronica's like the who? And Betty tells her who Josie and the pussycats are. Mm-hmm. And I'm 
glad that in this version Veronica knows who they are because that makes because they have a bit of a name for themselves. Yeah. Um, however, I am sad they missed an opportunity to make a joke about actual band The Who. Um, <laughs> Betty says Josie and the Pussycats. They're the semi-famous band. Semi. Yeah. Slap in the face. That goes to school here. And then she gestures to where the Pussycats are sitting, wearing, as always, their cat ears. Veronica says, hmm, a bit early for Comic-Con, isn't it? Like, she would ever mention Comic-Con. Would, like, would she even know what the fuck Comic-Con is? Oh my god. <sighs> blah, blah, blah. <laughs> we get, we get like, a line about sassy Kevin exposition in the final version versus Betty exposition in the first version about Cheryl, and it's like, here's why you're not the center of attention, Veronica. It's because someone fucking died. <laughs> uh, and someone fucking died. <laughs> someone fucking died. <laughs> yeah, because Kevin in the final says, any other year you'd be trending number one for sure. This year, though, it's all about Cheryl trying to win the Best Supporting Psycho Oscar for her role as Riverdale's bereaved Red Widow. Kevin, someone fucking died. Kevin, <laughs> someone fucking died. Widow? Widow. Widow. <laughs> Kevin. Kevin. And we best... can't keep doing this. <laughs> I can't believe you've done this. Cheryl. Okay. I have in my notes here. Cheryl comes over. Archie scoots with a line about football tryouts. Veronica responds. And then I have a dash and it just says, I'm so sorry, Evelyn. <laughs> Why? You play football too. Hashtag Renaissance team. Oh. <laughs> I have I'm going to throw up. That's the worst thing I've ever heard in my life. It continues. No, Veronica looks at Betty, who looks at Archie. Wow, and suddenly I'm in YA novel slash fan fiction hell. I'm assuming Bella hasn't asked Edward Cullen to the dance yet. Why this? Why? This is... Everyone's really mean to Betty. (laughs) Yeah, everyone's really mean, I think in general. They're a bit meaner. They seem... Yeah, like, really mean. And in some cases, I don't mind, because it yeah. gives them something. It'll... The Betty in this version is much more, like, she seems much more nerdy. There seems to be more emphasis put on, like, oh, I'm so shy, I'm in the corner. Or, like, the, take off that. your glasses and you're beautiful. Yeah. And and the pressure she feels because, like, Polly's still, like, at home. And there's, like, that's not resolved in any way, or not, mm. it's not resolved in the show, but, I like. I liked that. There's lots of there's screaming. There's something there, Yeah. Yeah, um, Twilight reference, huh? Uh, yeah, so nice. So nice. The Breaking Dawn movie, the last one, came out a full three years before mm. this draft. Brilliant. Uh, and the nerve of them to mention fan fiction in this show. In, the, in this economy. Buddy. <laughs> uh, here we get a Cheryl line, because she sits down and sits right next to Veronica and says... My daddy did business with your daddy. He says your daddy's being railroaded and that I should take you under my wing. What are you two gossiping about? Archie's Efron-esque emergence from the chrysalis of puberty? Daddy, three times. That's a lot of daddy. Followed by being railroaded. Oh my god. Um, great. Cheryl brings up cheerleading. Veronica makes a joke, but no one knows she's joking. Is this cheerleading like that old movie, Bring It On, which came out in the year 2000? Kevin, in the new version, dares to interrupt with, like, is cheerleading still a thing? And it's like, Kevin, you go to this school. You know there's a cheerleading team. Kevin, what the fuck? <laughs> and when Yeah, Cheryl... why does, like, no one know anything here, apparently? Like, this is your school. 
You go here. <laughs> Just you go here. <laughs> Cheryl's stage direction is, and as quickly as she appeared, Cheryl vanishes off to terrorize God knows who next. Okay, bye. Great. <laughs> there's, okay, there's, I don't know if you remember this, the, the weird reference to Betty Draper on Mad Men. I don't. I don't know. Basically, in both versions, Betty's like, oh no, I could never audition for the River Vixens because uh, Cheryl said she was too much like season five Betty Draper, i.e. fat? I have not watched Mad Men, um, and also I, I don't, I don't super understand this, especially because, like, they're the same fucking size, guys. Yeah. Um... And, uh, Kevin in the new version says, to season five, Betty Draper, it was a great line, but not at all true. And it's like, again, like, that's just mean. Yeah. That's just mean. Why are these people so mean? Uh, This would have been honestly intolerable to watch because they're so mean. They're so mean. And that's in the final version. Like, thanks, Kevin. I'm glad we kept that. Yeah. Uh, Veronica's like, I'll help you. And Betty's like, yeah, okay. Um, Archie meets with Miss Grundy. And mm-hmm. this is like, oh no, she's paying attention. She has the nerve in this first script to say, "You've got something to say. You're saying it. That puts you ahead of most everyone in Riverdale." What the fuck what? does he have to say? Also, slap in the face to the pussy cats. Yeah. Also, I. She better fucking hope he's not saying anything because <laughs> she's a she's a sex predator, and if he opens his mouth, her life is over. <laughs> and also, here we get him fighting a bit more to get tutored. Okay. Because he actually admits, like, I can transcribe lyrics. I can play some chords on my guitar. You know that. And I can record myself kinging, singing, (laughs) but that's it. I have no clue how to write the music, the actual notes down. And you can, and you only heard a couple, but all my songs sound basically the same. Hello? A goal? A want? A desire? From Archie? Unheard of! This economy? (laughs) And also an admission of, like, a flaw or a place to grow from. Anyway, that's all cut. Yeah, great. I'm glad. He wants to learn a bunch of instruments and uses Billy Joe Armstrong, quote, from Green Day, as an example, which, um, I don't know. Again, very topical. I mean, they're still around, and apparently they released some albums, like, around that time where it was like, woohoo, but I don't know... I, I, don't I don't know, know what that I a don't teen know. would have cared. That's a very good point, actually. His There's a little overlap where he's like, but Ms. Grundy, you tutored um, Tomoko Yoshida. And Grundy's like, well, yeah, but she was a senior who'd been studying the violin her whole life. That's a character from the comics who was introduced in the 90s to be more diverse, but I guess here we are putting that in. Yeah. Good for Tomoko. I'm very happy for her. Yeah, I'm sure she worked very hard um, to be where she is today. <laughs> which I is not, not in, Yeah, not in the show. She got out of this podunk town. Good for her. His final plea is, look, there's no one else I can take lessons from. Believe me, I've looked. Even if there were, I couldn't afford them. It's you or nobody. They cut that line about not being able to afford them, which I think is kind of interesting because they talk about money troubles later in the show, don't they? With, like, Fred and his boys. Yeah. And his boys. Also, does this imply that <laughs> tutoring is going to be free because it's through the school? I don't understand how that works. Yeah. Uh, there's no flashback to them hearing a gunshot here, uh, like we do, where it's like, oh no, they were at the river's edge. Right. Uh, now we have a full bullshit that is absent from the final draft, <laughs> um, which is 
Betty and Veronica are walking to Betty's place, I guess, to practice cheerleading. And Betty's like, you know, I'll never make the squad, right? Not in this lifetime. Veronica looks at Betty. Something's not adding up here. Betty, don't take this the wrong way, but can I make an observation? No. Cannot wait. I would rather you didn't, actually. Hot as you are and smart as you are, you should be ruling the school. But instead, you're scared of trying out for cheerleading and of asking a ginge out? What's that about? Come on, <laughs> dish the D, spill the tea. Oh, I hate this. Yep, and then, I've been this in therapy is... since I was six. I've heard it all. What? Wait, <laughs> no, like, you weren't the therapist, so. <laughs> Also, why? I, I fully support therapy, but I would like to know why she was in therapy at age six. Yeah, six is a young age for therapy, I feel like. I mean, I don't know, maybe maybe you there was some stuff going on at home that, that was troubling for her. Yeah. But also, you don't hear it all because you're no. not the therapist and as also, a six-year-old. At least I certainly hope not. Oof. <laughs> Dish the D, spill the tea. Yeah. Um, and then we get... A very interesting thing where Betty's about to talk and then she stops and she's like, <gasps> and then she starts running and she oh, runs over. Bye. Uh, there's like <laughs> Veronica's like what the fuck and then there's a uh, like a this field of becoming lot. self-aware. She's trying to get out of the show. <laughs> um, there's a train coming. Okay. And she runs over to get hit by the train. Well, she runs over right next to the tracks uh-huh. and she's like real, real, real close. She could like probably touch it. Veronica's like, what the fuck, what the fuck, Betty, Yeah, so am I. (laughs) Betty stops, scant inches from the tracks, lifts up her arms so that they and she are parallel to the tracks, and the train whooshes past her so close Betty could reach out and touch it. Betty screams at the top of her lungs. Is Betty okay? The sound blends in with the train's shriek. It's terrifying, a rush, and then it's over. The train's speeding away, and Veronica's left gaping at Betty, who turns back to her breathless. And Betty's just like, it helps with the stress. What the fuck? So... Does that ring any bells for you? No. Cool. Why did that happen? That is directly ripped from the movie Footloose. Directly. There is a character who is calling for... She's Everything she does is a cry for help. Yeah. And so she takes this guy she likes to the train tracks. Right. She stands in front of the train, screams at it, and plays chicken with it until he knocks her out of the way. That's just what she does. Because Did they include this? How could they do it so blatantly? Like, that is it, what happens. The only difference is that Betty is not with a guy and that she's not in front of the train. She's just right next to it. Yeah. It's very strange. So they rip it off, but they do it worse. <laughs> because she's not Riverdale. playing chicken. <laughs> they she's rip it off. She's just going to touch it. Yeah, and scream. Like, definitely that's still dangerous and you shouldn't do that, but, like... It's not the same as standing in front of the train. What the fuck? I don't understand that this at is all. nonsensical. Good news, we're at cheerleading tryouts, and we get to awesome. hear more of the school's cheer. I don't even know how to say this because I don't understand the rhythm. Okay. Riverdale is where it's at. We bring the game, because we're all that. We play to win, we won't back down, because we're the hottest game in town. We're blue and gold. We're dynamite. The dogs will bark, and then they'll bite. We'll take you down and fight the fight. And that's it. Great. I thought the blue and gold was the paper. Yes. Cool. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, you are correct. (laughs) Um, That's great. Uh, Cheryl says, like, I was hoping for something a bit racier. 
Were you? Sure. And the in the other version, it's a better line. Um, but then we get um, Veronica. Well, you haven't seen our big finish yet. And then don't forget. Trust me. Oh. So we get that. This is what Roberto writes, uh-huh. and I wanted. My note is this is the wankiest, most self-indulgent bullshit I've ever seen. (laughs) Then Veronica plants a big, wet kiss on Betty's lips, and the heads of every Archie fan on the planet explode. It's the water-cooler moment of the 2016-17 television season. Or is it? The girls turn back to Cheryl, who stifles a yawn. What the fuck is this? What? I'm sorry, what? The heads of every Archie fan on the planet explode. Now you're writing fanfiction in your fanfiction. <laughs> About the people consuming your fanfiction, which is a weird level. I don't. What the fuck? I don't get it. I hate it. I'm lost. <laughs> uh, Cheryl has a longer diatribe about how that's really dumb. <laughs> yes. Um, yes, it is, Cheryl. You're not wrong. Check your sell-by date, ladies. Faux lesbian kissing has... has but it hasn't been taboo since Britney and Madonna did it in 2003. So before you reenact Janet Jackson's shocking nip slip of 2004, let's move on to the interview portion of the audition, okay? 2003 and 2004, you know how those kids in 2015 were talking about Janet Jackson's nip slip at the Super Bowl? Yeah, it it was an iconic time for all of us Uh back in 2014. All of us what, four-year-olds, three-year-olds watching Britney and Madonna on MTV or whatever it was? Yeah. Like, guys, what is happening? <laughs> she, Cheryl's a bit more devious, meaner. Yeah. Here. Yeah. To Betty. Everyone is, apparently. <laughs> uh, Veronica, has Betty told you about her sister yet? And my brother? Uh, no. Is it because you're ashamed, Betty? No, I wasn't sure if I could trust her. <laughs> the action. Veronica looks at Betty. Harsh. But she gets it. Yeah, well, she doesn't fucking know who you are. You've been here two hours. What the fuck? She's not gonna spill all of her secrets to you, you weirdo. Ah, but we river vixens must be able to trust each other with our deepest, darkest secrets. So go ahead, Betty. Tell Veronica about your sister and my brother. That's, like, some Bond villain shit. Yeah. Um, Betty clarifies freshman year when I was in seventh grade that they dated, um, which they cut, I guess, because, like, that's... not the timeline and they love confusing that um she has a longer thing at the end where it's like come at me betty come at me i'm i know you want to i know you lie awake thinking at night about writing disc tracks about me whoa okay and then yeah until whatever i it's longer but i don't know i think that kind of ties them together nicely in like a showing how they're self-destructive with that and the train thing mm-hmm. but both of those are gone so never mind awesome she says she's hosting a kiki after the dance mm-hmm. great good for her um here in this version we get the line about her being a red widow which i guess was just so good that what it I... had to be in every draft <laughs> Ugh, that's really stupid that's the end of act two okay so i don't I... <sighs> okay yeah all right Well, that was part one. Part two will be released Tuesday, October 12, 2021. TTFN Smithers.